message in a bottle is the only way that we can separate ourselves and stand out from the crowd. I'm sending you this message on behalf of Jamie Snow. I've come to believe in him and his innocence. He needs some true and powerful media attention. It's like the modern take on a shipwrecked sailor throwing a, a message in a bottle and into the sea hoping that somebody will find it rescuing. I have to believe that this is going to get us some traction somewhere with someone. Justice Anywhere presents Snow Files, the wrongful conviction of Jamie Snow and how they got away with it. Snow Files, bonus episode, a call to action, message in a bottle. A message in a bottle was traditionally sent as a distress call by those at sea who found themselves doomed. Jamie Snow understands this sentiment all too well. Jamie has sent his own SOS pleas via message in a bottle a few times, most recently to Bob Ruff of the Truth and Justice podcast. Bob found his message to be endearing, saying it definitely got my attention, so he selected Jamie's case for season seven of his crowdsourced investigation podcast. We get hundreds of requests every month from people asking us to look into potential wrongful conviction cases. Some through our online submission form, some through email or Facebook messages, and a lot of letters sent directly to our P.O. box from inmates asking for help. It can be overwhelming at times. So many people that genuinely need help and not enough time or resources to help all of them. When I read Jamie's message in a bottle, his name immediately sounded familiar to me. A quick look through my files revealed several other letters that he had written to me. At some point, Jamie had figured out that if he wanted our help, he needed to get my attention. And it worked. This is what he wrote to me with his message in a bottle. Dear Mr. Ruff, I wish I knew the perfect way to begin a letter like this. Believe it or not, I've probably written a few thousand of these letters. Each a little different in one way or another, but all with the same goal. A plea for help. Life-saving help is what I truly seek. I haven't been completely unlucky in this endeavor to find help. Tara Thompson and John Lovey from the Exoneration Project in Chicago, as well as John Hanlon from the Illinois Innocence Project in Springfield, have taken my case up in the courts. I'd welcome you to look them up and see who they really are. They are probably three of the best wrongful conviction attorneys in the entire state, and they believe in me. My name is Jamie Snow and I'm almost 20 years into a life sentence for a crime I didn't commit. I've found out over the years that that statement alone isn't in itself enough to grab someone's attention, and it's definitely not enough to motivate someone to get involved and help. I urge you with every beat of my heart and every ounce of my soul to take the time to really learn about my case. Don't just take my word for it. Do as my lawyers did and review the evidence and then decide if you're willing to get involved and help us. As great and dedicated as my attorneys are, there is only so much that they can do. Theirs is an audience of judges and prosecutors who represent a system that hates to admit when they have made a mistake. I believe yours is an audience of people who truly are seeking the truth. We need to shed as much light on this case as we can. 
In the last 20 years, I've seen over and over cases solved after being profiled on one program or another. Men and women who would have never won their freedom without that program taking a chance on them. So I guess, Mr. Ruff, that's what I'm asking of you today. Take a chance on me in this case. If in the end, you don't want to do it for me and my family, then do it for the victim in this case, William Little. He was an 18-year-old kid who was murdered for less than $100. And as long as I sit in this prison cell convicted for his murder, he will never receive the justice his life deserved. Mr. Ruff, I could spend 150 pages telling you about my case, and even then, I feel like I'd only scratch the surface. It's truly an unbelievable case that even as I write this letter to you is still twisting and turning. So instead of overwhelming you with the case facts today, I beg of you to check out our website, freejamiesnow.com, and contact my case coordinator, Tammy Alexander, or reach out to my attorneys. In closing, Mr. Ruff, I will tell you that I acknowledge that I understand a program such as yours most likely receives thousands of requests for help. So I'm just one of many in the sea of wrongful convictions. I could never comment on the truthfulness or veracity of someone else's claims or pleas. I can only tell you that at this very moment, you hold in your hands a letter from one who is truly innocent. Please take a chance and maybe help to save what life I have left. Thank you for your time and consideration. Sincerely, Jamie Snow. This time, Jamie needs your help. Jamie doesn't want to send one bottle again. He wants to send many from each of you, with your own SOS please, asking for TV producers to take a closer look into Jamie's case. We have selected a pair of award-winning producers who previously worked on a wrongful conviction episode at 60 Minutes to receive all of our messages in a bottle at once. We are asking you to join us and send a heartfelt plea in your own personalized message in a bottle to James Jacoby at Frontline and Michael Karzis at 60 Minutes during the first week of August. Ideally, around the same time, each supporter will send one bottle to each James and Michael, so they are all received as one massive surprise. Please send your bottles during the first week of August, but no later than August 10th. Please make your messages heartfelt and personal, and decorate your bottles in any way you feel compelled. The addresses are as follows. Michael Karzis, 60 Minutes, CBS News, 524 West 57th Street, New York, New York, 1019. James Jacoby, Frontline, 1 Guest Street, Boston, Massachusetts, 02135. James Jacoby and Michael Karzis are the producers of the 2013 60 Minutes episode, Arizona's Pioneer Hotel Fire Reexamined, covering the 1970 wrongful conviction of teenager Lewis Taylor. Taylor helped evacuate people from the fire, but was later accused of arson and convicted of 28 counts of murder. Taylor spent 42 years in prison, but was released in 2013. The episode investigated how this could happen and exposed the faulty fire science and corruption that led to putting an innocent man in prison for a crime that he did not commit. Taylor was set to get a new trial at the time the episode aired, but instead, after 42 years in prison, he took a plea at the age of 58, expressing that he was tired and just wanted to be free. Just this past March, 
the court denied him the right to sue for wrongful conviction damages because of the plea. James and Michael are experienced, award-winning producers with a history of credible journalism, and we need their help. We hope they will receive a plethora of our bottles and be compelled to investigate Jamie's case. James and Michael no longer work at the same network, but we hope they will remember the work they did together and that at least one of them will hear our pleas. James Jacoby is a producer for Frontline, where he is a founding member of the Enterprise Journalism Group. His most recent film for Frontline, Amazon Empire, a two-hour film, investigated how Jeff Bezos transformed Amazon from an online bookseller into a business empire that is unprecedented in its size and reach. His previous film, The Facebook Dilemma, was a two-hour investigation that traced how the social media giant parted from its idealistic origins to become an international platform for political disinformation and division. Before joining Frontline, James worked for 60 Minutes, where he produced investigative stories with correspondent Steve Croft. His investigations revealed wrongdoing by, among others, major banks, credit reporting agencies, disability lawyers, and arson investigators. In addition to his investigative pieces at 60 Minutes, James gave viewers a rare look inside Iran as the prospect of a nuclear deal loomed on the horizon. Prior to joining 60 Minutes, James was a producer for CNBC, the Business News Network, where he produced several documentaries including House of Cards, which has been lauded as one of the most comprehensive examinations of the global financial crisis. James has also worked for Dan Rather Reports, Current TV, and The Nation, reporting on a range of topics from youth politics in Pakistan, to the European debt crisis, to the rebuilding of New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina. James has received several honors for his work, including two Gerald Loeb Awards, the top prize in business reporting. He is a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania and lives in New York City. Michael Karzis has been a producer at 60 Minutes for 20 years. He has produced 52 episodes, most recently, the May 31st episode, Promise of Plasma, about an effective COVID-19 treatment. Last year, Michael was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Investigative Report in a news magazine and received nine other Emmy nominations over the years. He won two in 2011 for Outstanding Coverage of a Breaking News Story and Best Report in a News Magazine. In 2008, he won an Emmy for Outstanding Interview and in 2003 for Outstanding Coverage of a Continuing News Story. Michael reports that his favorite case to work was in 2000, entitled Remembering an AIDS Crisis Ignored by Officials, where he investigated the forgotten people in Zimbabwe. He describes how the images of gravediggers were seared into his mind, and he speaks compassionately about the individuals he met who were struggling to help themselves with the disease, with little to no help from the government. He speaks enthusiastically about human rights activism and the serious injustice these people face. His work showed his interest in exposing systemic failures and supporting activism and outreach programs. Michael currently works in New York City. We think this dynamic pair of producers got it right when they exposed the Pioneer Hotel Fire's faulty investigation and prosecutorial misconduct that led to a wrongful conviction. We think they are smart, honest, compassionate people willing to take a stand for what's right, and we think they can successfully lead investigative media coverage focused on Jamie, his family, and his case. Jamie called in while he was making a message in a bottle video tutorial for his website, and he spoke a lot about his hopes and dreams for this project and how he really needs your help. I think we have to do it in an effort for our case to separate itself and stand out from 
other people. There's wrongful convictions all over the country. So we have guys reaching out to different organizations and different people and trying to get the spotlight on their case, sending letters and whatnot. So I feel like doing the message in a bottle is the only way that we can separate ourselves and stand out from the crowd. I think they should just say, dear, whoever you decide to send it to, my name is whatever it is. Just tell them something about yourself, whatever you do, if you're a housewife, if you're a truck driver, if you're a whatever you are, whatever you do, tell them something about yourself. And just tell them how you came to know about my case and why you believe in me and why you think whoever you write should look into it and put a spotlight on the case. I mean, ultimately, I think that's why we picked these people, right? I mean, they've worked on a criminal justice case before where they were raising doubts about somebody's guilt, right? Yeah. They you know, actually, think, in the episode, I know I sent you the script, you weren't able to watch it, but they confronted the prosecutor, and it was kind of like the same thing that happened in your case, where the prosecutor was saying after 42 years, it doesn't matter what happened at trial. It doesn't matter if the science wasn't good. That's all beside the point. Now it's up to the court. And she said it's still a possibility he did it. And, you know, they told her, well, you don't convict people based off possibility. And... Where'd this prosecutor come from? McLean County? I'm going to send five out myself from right here. I'm going to make my own out of... Um these bottles that we have these one quart bottles plastic bottles they're one quart apiece and it's what like soap and bleach and stuff comes in i know i'm gonna have this guy in here that does a lot of painting and stuff we're gonna have him paint some some schemes and and just some stuff on the side of the bottles you know and so i'm gonna send five out myself i'll probably send four out i'll send two to each one i think too leslie that anybody who makes their bottles like you're making yours if you make a video of you making your bottles and you send it to us we'll put it up on the website so everybody can see it i mean if we could get 40 if we could get 40 or 50 to go to each person that would be that would be unbelievable i think that would be something that would get would get their attention you know because i kind of feel like i could see in my mind a picture of uh, someone that's doing a story about the case, you know, with all the bottles on the table in the background, you know, someone saying an old school take on trying to get the word out about, you know, something, message in a bottle or something. It's like the modern take on a shipwrecked sailor throwing a, a message in a bottle and went to the sea hoping that somebody will find it rescuing. And that's, that's what I, I see. I see a a table full of bottles in the background and someone saying, you know, here's a here's a modern twist on an old school idea of message in a bottle back in 60 seconds. I just want to say that I really appreciate you doing this, Leslie, and I appreciate everything that you guys do with the podcast. And I really appreciate everyone out there who listens to our podcast and anybody who joins in with our message in a bottle thing. I just, I just think it'll work. I have to believe that... This is going to get us some traction somewhere with someone. So I just want to say thank you to everybody. Basically, we are asking you to find a clear bottle, a wine, beer, or liquor bottle, even a mason jar, or anything interesting. You can even buy a nice bottle at the dollar store. 
and we're asking you to decorate the outside with paint, stickers, embellishment, whatever you desire. And then decorate the inside by throwing in confetti, shredded paper, tinsel, flower petals, feathers, beads, shells, sand, anything you like. Then roll up your heartfelt SOS letter really tight, tie a string or ribbon around it, and put it in the bottle with the string tail hanging out. That way the recipient can easily pull out your scroll of paper. Package it tightly with newspaper or tissue paper in a cardboard box. You can trim a box down to size so it's a very tight and tape it back up and then mail it. We don't recommend decorating the outside of the box with free Jamie Snow messages as we want the producers to open them as they come in and not put them aside in a big Jamie Snow pile. The price to ship one packaged bottle at the post office is $8.25. If you have a stamps.com account, it's a little cheaper at $7.64. If you are having trouble paying for the postage, we still want and need you to participate. So please contact us on Facebook or email me personally at leslie at freejamiesnow.com. That's L-E-S-L-E-Y at freejamiesnow.com and we will assist you. Jamie is very adamant about all of his supporters being included and the stakes are high with this project. We need it to be successful. So please let us know if we can help you to participate. So again, just to recap, we need you to make two messages in a bottle, write a personal heartfelt letter, decorate your bottles, and send one to each James Jacoby at Frontline and Michael Karzis at 60 Minutes during the first week of August, but no later than August 10th. All of the information is online at freejamiesnow.com with sample letters included. We also have a Facebook event linked to his page where you can join and interact and receive reminders. Please share photos or videos of your bottles before you mail them as we would love to share them on Jamie's website and Facebook. Again, the shipping addresses are Michael Karzis, 60 Minutes, CBS News, 524 West 57th Street, New York, New York, 10019 James Jacoby Frontline 1 Guest Street Boston, Massachusetts 02135 Thank you so much to everyone who has loved and supported Jamie over the years. Due to COVID-19, we cannot visit Jamie and the committee cannot host an annual park event. This call to action is a way for us to join forces, advocate for Jamie, and do something tangible to make a difference to help him reach an immediate, measurable goal. And we can do it together right now while social distancing. We can show Jamie how loved he is even when we can't see him in prison. Stateville is still on lockdown and Jamie is stuck in his cell. He still fears COVID as it continues to spread through his cell house. There's no time better than now to join his fight. Thank you all so much.